0: And I want you to be serious this morning. Really, I've thought about this, and I've thought about it. What does it take to walk with God? I want you to really think about this in your own heart and mind. What does it take? If I'm going to walk with God, I want to know, Lord, what do you want? What do you expect out of me? First of all, as a pastor. You know, if I back way up, what does God expect of me? I want to be, let me tell you something as your pastor, I am not a perfect man. Hello? I am not. I fall short in many areas. I am not a perfect husband. I am not a perfect daddy. I am not a perfect daddy-in-law. I am not a perfect granddaddy, okay? But I serve a perfect God. And according to the Word of God, he ain't done with me yet, all right? Now, whether it's here or whether it's way well over yonder somewhere or another, I gotta do my best to walk with God, whatever it takes. And it's not always pleasant. It's not always pleasant to hear what uh, negative stuff that goes on when you try to do something lovingly and right. But that's just how it is in this world. And so if you're one of those people just get, just get over it, it's all I know to say. Genesis chapter 5, beginning with verse 21. And Enoch lived 60 and, five, lived sixty and five years and begot Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begot Methuselah 300 years. And had sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years. And Enoch walked with God and was not. For God took him. What a wonderful privilege it is to be saved by the blood of Jesus. And that's the only reason, the only way I can stand before you today is to know without any shadow of a doubt. And know that I know that I know that way back yonder to age 12, God saved my soul. And from that day until this, when I surrendered to preach in 1976, I had no idea what was ahead of me and what I would face and where I would get to go and be asked to go and be asked what to do. But I do know this this morning, that there were several men that I began to meet early on before I ever came to Oconee County that had a great influence in my walk with the lord jesus and i i'm sure i won't name them all but i want to name them this morning because some of you remember these preachers the man that i surrendered to preach under was pastor gene burdett who pastored uh in this community sethy hester was a pastor that i went to haiti with in 1976 my first mission trip out of this country and sethy's gone now Claude Hightower was was my preacher at one time. Randy Crowe was one of my preachers at one time. Kenneth Ridings, who's gone on to be with the Lord, was my preaching teacher at Fruitland. And I greatly miss him because... Part of my preaching skills, if I have any, is from what he had taught me and led me and helped me uh, to become. And I think of Clyde Crenshaw. Brother Clyde Crenshaw was interim pastor when I went to Earl's Grove uh, Baptist Church. Carlisle Driggers, Executive Secretary of Treasurer of South Carolina Baptist, is another man that calls me and checks on me and guides me. John McKnight Sr. is another one that's had a big influence on my life. But I think about what does it take to walk with God? And I want you to seriously embed this in your heart, in your mind, and think about the way you're, and not just you today, hey, this is to me. I'm having difficulty preaching to myself. You understand? (laughs) Uh, well, seriously, what does it take if I'm going to walk with God? i got to know what he wants, okay? And I want you to know what he wants. So I'm going to do my best this morning in the next few minutes. And if the clock's are right, it's somewhere around 1130, okay? So uh, unless the fruit basket gets turned upside down again, you, we ought to be where you want to be at a certain time. Is that cleared up? Okay. First of all, if you're going to walk with God, it takes obedience. Now, where does that start? It starts in the Word of God, first of all. I must be obedient to the Word of God, not just as a pastor, but as a Christian, a born-again child of God. I need to be obedient to the Word of God. First Samuel 15, 22 said it's better, it is better to obey than it is to make a sacrifice. You hear me? It's better to obey, obey the Lord, Jesus Christ, than to offer him a sacrifice. Obey. That's where it starts. Obedience to the Lord, Jesus Christ. Romans 10, 13 says, for whosoever, listen, calls on the name of the Lord. He is there to reach down and save us from our sorry and low down life that sometime we live. He's capable of doing that. In fact, Mark 16, 16 says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Mark, uh, first, uh, excuse me, uh, Mark, um, well, 1 Timothy um, chapter four, verse 14, it says, Neg- neglect not the gift that is in you. And, and I've discovered God has given me some gifts and I need to use those gifts Whatever it is. And God has given us many skills and we need to use those skills to help people along the way. We've got a good group of young people here in our church. And I know them personally. And they're seeking the Lord. They want what God wants. I am so thankful. I want you to do something. This may be out of order, but hey, I don't care. I want you to give God the glory through an applause for our young people that's in our church. I'm a blessed man, I'm, I'm a blessed pastor when our young people stop by where their pastor's eating or talking just to touch me and walk on or hug my neck or tell me they love me. I am a blessed man beyond what I will ever deserve. Now, now think about being obedient to the Lord. Hebrews 10, 25 said, I should not neglect the gathering of myself together with Christian people in worship settings as the manner of some are as we see the day of the Lord Jesus Christ approaching. You want to walk with God? you got to be obedient. Secondly, you want to walk with God? It takes self-denial. Self-denial, okay? Now, what does that have to do with the pastor, all right? I've been called by God to be your pastor here. You didn't hire me. I was called by God because on the morning that I was voted in, I told God, I don't want this church. I made it plain to him. He said, Lord, I'm going to put down a figure. I'm going to put down 95%, got to be 95% secret ballot if you want me to pastor that church. And I'm thinking in my heart, there's no way First Baptist will vote that high of a percentage. God showed me that I was about like this. Because you all, not all of you, because all of you weren't here. You voted 100%. That don't happen unless God's in it. I praise God for my youth pastor. I love him and Sandra and the boys. They're like my own youngins because I watched them grow up. And I know, I knew back way then, God had his hands on Matt, on Mac, excuse me. And when he talked to me about his calling, I was all in favor and was ready to help him. And God sent them here to be our youth pastor. I'm also grateful and I am thankful for Travis and Heather. And a lot of you, let's say older folk, hey, I am one of them now. You may not have liked all the carryings on and the excitement in here this morning, but let me tell you something. Where is the church of tomorrow? It starts with these little bitty guys. You tell them to be, listen, I've touched some of you older adults. Why don't you shout amen or raise your hand? Well, I was taught to be quiet in church. Well, you better get a soft-pedaling preacher then if that's the way you feel and that's the way you want to worship because all that excitement this morning, we need to keep that going and draw people yesterday I mean, I tried my best. I hope I didn't miss any. I tried my best yesterday during the yard sale to greet people. When somebody walked in that I had never seen before, I didn't know. I tried to go to them before they left. Some of them, I followed them all the way to their car to find out what where they going to church and where they live and invite them here. I was dressed up like a two-day-old farmer. I mean, my my overalls was. House being washed out. In fact, the people pay big money. Say, if you want to buy some, I'll sell them. But I guarantee you, they got a lot of experience behind them. And I said, we would love to have you at our church. And I said, I said I'm the pastor here. I said, does that tell you anything? You know, come as you are, but come with a heart that's hungry for God. Listen, if you want to walk with God, listen, you you ain't got no choice but to be obedient. You ain't got no choice but to deny yourself. Hey, I'd have left to have been doing something else yesterday on the other side. But when I turn it around and I look what God did, I'm glad I was where I was. My boys stay on me all the time. Daddy, need to slow down. Daddy, need to slow down. Well, I did yesterday. And when I wasn't a greeting folk, I was sitting on the couch and we waited on home. Well, as, by the way, home with a heart came with everything we had left. And I, I would take a guess, $150 worth of stuff was left. And home with a heart took that stuff. Three young men that I'm sure is doing, I won't say doing time, but they're over under treatment at home with a heart came to pick these things up. So grateful, so polite. But before they came, we had about a two-hour wait. Everybody done gone. Len got on one end of that couch and I was on the other end and we did our best to cut it in two. I slept. I rested. (laughs) I can't quit. God won't allow me to quit. I don't know how long I'll be in this spot right here but I can't quit if I'm over yonder somewhere. But folk, I know for a fact God put me right here, And I am satisfied today that this little, short, stubby preacher, some people don't like, and that's okay. They didn't like Jesus. They hated Jesus. Deny yourself. In other words, if, if, if the call comes, answer it. If someone needs help, offer. If you can help, help somebody, help somebody. Yesterday... Over and over, our ladies and men that were there at the sale kept saying, hey, they told them the story where all this stuff came from, and said, we're trying to raise money uh, to pay toward our debt retirement of our building. And some would say, wow, your building is so beautiful. It is so beautiful. God has blessed this place, y'all. You want to walk with God? Listen, you got to be obedient. You got to deny yourself. But thirdly, you got to do a godly walk. And you know where that begins? In the house of God. You walked in here this morning. Some of you might have been pushed in, carried in, whatever. You were in the house of God. And that to me, that is part of, 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 of taking a godly walk with God. Now, that might confuse you. I want you to clearly understand me because sometimes I've heard that my congregation don't understand Exactly what I'm saying, so I'm going to say it the best I can and, and, and not confuse you. You want to, ha- you want to uh, uh, have a godly walk. First of all, we must confess our sins. We got to. We got to confess our sins. After we confess our sins, we need to be aware of His presence. Do you realize right now God is everywhere? He don't have to show up over yonder because he's already over there. He's not gonna come along beside me because he's already there. He's not backing me up, he's already there. He is in front. So, seriously, you want to have a godly walk, confess your sins? Be aware of his presence because he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Ask the Lord, thirdly, ask the Lord to guide your and my steps. We need to walk where God wants us to walk. Jesus walked of many a road, of many a road. And some of those roads were uncertain on the human side to him. And a, and a third, a fourth thing, it, it uh, takes to a godly walk, confess our sins, be aware of his presence, ask him to guide our steps, but also just do whatever he asks. You remember at the wedding, they had run out of wine, and the mother of Jesus, I can just see this, went over and whispered in his ear, son, they're out of wine. I don't remember all the comments that he made or what kind of look he may have given his mother, but she turned to those tenders of the wedding and said, Whatever he asks you to do, do it. Do it. And that's all he's asking. If you want to have this daily walk, listen, seriously, confess the sins, be aware of his presence. Walk in his footsteps and whatever he asks, do it. Fourthly, you want to have a godly walk? You want to to walk with God? What does it take to walk with God? It takes obedience, self-denial, daily walking with the Lord. But it also takes walking where he walked. You will never and neither will I ever go anywhere and talk to anybody that God hasn't already been through Jesus Christ and already said. Nowhere. You know, the thing about all of us, right now, I know where I am spiritually. And I ain't where I ought to be all the time. That's why I I serve a living Savior. I serve a, a person, a real person that loved me so much that he died for me. That I might attempt to live a perfect life. And the best I can do, hey, I'm going to fall on my face because the devil will see to it. But I can get up because God said, I've overcome. And he has. He's overcome death. He's overcome hell. He's overcome the grave. And when they put this body down, if they do it before Jesus comes, you get out of the way. Because one day, the gravel's going to fly everywhere, and I'm coming out. It won't be this old broke down, warded up thing either. It'll be brand new. Well, it takes walking where he walked. Revelation chapter two, verse one says, we walk with him when we come into the church house. Now that's my interpretation of that verse, but you can look it up and read it. Revelation chapter two, verse one Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You know what? The Bible says we have not because we ask not. Ask, he says, and it shall be given. Seek, look for it, and you will find it. Knock, and the door will be opened. May not be the door you want to be opened. Just like I said, Lord, I do not walk First Baptist Church. He opened the door. God has blessed us. Last of all, what does it take to walk with God? It takes walking in the Spirit. Ephesians 5, 18, listen to what he says. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, Excess, but be filled with the Spirit. You want to walk with God, you want to be filled, let me tell you. Let's take the word filled right quick. Field. F-I-L-L-E-D, F-I-L-L-E-D. If that's not spelt right, see somebody else. The letter F, be faithful. If You wanna be filled with the Spirit? Be faithful. You wanna be filled with the Spirit? Be interested in others. You want to be filled with the Spirit? Be loving. You want to be filled with the Spirit? Be longing for His return. You want to be filled with the Spirit? Do something. Do it for God. I've done enough in my life for myself. I still have some things I want to do for myself. But I need to be doing whatever God wants me to do. Psalm 23, 5 says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. In the presence of mine enemies. Yes, I do have some. In the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. I love this next part. My cup runneth over to the point I can't help but just give it away. Just give it away. God's blessed me. Listen, we sing a song, Make Me a Channel of Blessing, but I ain't going to give it all to you, God. Well, I'm going to tell you, you are not going to be a channel of blessings to nobody, not even yourself. The bottom line of this whole thing is called commitment. Right now, you know in your heart if you're committed to the Lord Jesus Christ or not. You know. You know if you're sold out to Jesus. You know in your heart right now whether if you died right this very moment, here I am, okay, in this day, am I going to go to the other side following Jesus or am I going to remain right where I am and to be cast into hell when it's all over with? The choice is ours. You make the choice, the right choice is Jesus. The wrong choice is the devil. And listen, one more thing. I'm going to pray. We're going to have a hymn of invitation. And if you're one of these people, don't sit there. Do something. Come to this altar. Be praying for somebody. If you're lost, you have never invited Jesus into your heart and followed him in baptism. You need to do it before it's everlasting too late. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch hearts, touch lives, God, I just asked your will to be done in this service. Lord, as the as pastor of this church, God have mercy upon my sorry soul, Lord. I want to be all you'd have me to be. I don't care what it is. I don't care where it is. And you know my my schedule every week entails doing some construction work somewhere, around somebody, Lord, that don't go to church, around somebody that don't know you, Lord. And I pray as you open up these kind of doors that I'd be willing to share your word with whoever I come in contact with. God, give people courage now. Lord, I beg you in the name of Jesus that you'd bar Satan from this next few minutes and this service, that you would bar him from this service. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us to have the courage to tell the devil where to go because his eternal home is hell. Lord, speak to our hearts now. We ask this in the name of Jesus and for his sake. Amen.